Praise the Lord. This is Jacob Lovelace with The Promised Church, and we want to welcome you to our new podcast, Messages from the Promise. We want you to be blessed by the word of the Lord that's shared here each week at The Promise Apostolic Church. Hope these words richly bless you. God bless. Jesus is coming. I said, Jesus is coming. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is coming. Oh, no, say it like you mean it. Say it like this this time. No, really, he's coming. No, seriously. He's coming. Oh, y'all don't believe it. He's coming. Like we used to say when we were kids, ready or not, Jesus is coming. I've never felt a rapture spirit like I feel a rapture spirit right now. This world is not my home. If you would stand with me, we're going to go to the Word of God. I ask Brother Ben to prepare one song today. And he's yet to sing it. But everything that has been sung today is perfectly in line with what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart this afternoon. Matthew chapter 24. Have I mentioned yet Jesus is coming? Matthew chapter 24. Starting with verse number 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. With the help of the Lord, I wouldn't miss next Sunday. The help of the Lord, I'm going to preach about the fall feast of Israel. He's coming. He's coming soon. Please don't miss. I might not make it to next Sunday. That's how convinced I am he's coming soon. Verse 7, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. 
and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes. You think that school got disrupted this year. If, if you think that spring's athletics got disrupted, that you've not seen disruption yet. Verse 8 says, all these are the beginning of sorrows. All these are the beginning of sorrows. I was going to read several verses here in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, but I'm just going to get right to the point. Verse number 10. I'm just going to read a few few words there in verse 10. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Jesus said, when you see this stuff, these are the beginnings of sorrow. Paul says here, and I'll explain the story in just a moment. Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing for just a few moments today with the help of the Lord. And I, I want you to help me pray today that God would anoint me to share with you what He's laid on my heart to share with you. I want to talk to you on this thought, sorrowful yet rejoicing. Amen. Sorrowful yet rejoicing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you and we are so grateful for this amazing privilege that we have. How many, how many more times are we going to be able to come and gather together like we are here today? God, so we're thankful. We don't take for granted this opportunity to come together. You said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for this privilege to sing about you and to sing to you. Be here with my brothers and sisters. And I'm thankful for your word that's been read in our hearing. God, I thank you for one more opportunity to share your word with somebody. God, get our attention today. Wake somebody up today. In the name that's above every name. God, I need your anointing. I need your heart. God, speak through me today. I'm nothing. I'm a nobody. But in spite of my insufficiencies and in spite of my daily failures, God, I pray that you'd use me to reach somebody this afternoon. In Jesus' name. Would somebody say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, can we give God a great praise this afternoon? We don't have to be in a hurry on this praise either. Jesus is coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, let's take just a minute. Don't just clap your hands. Do it to Him. Do it for Him. Lord, join you. <laughs> From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord 
is to be praised. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is coming. Hey, KB, Jesus is coming. Hey, Carly, Jesus is coming. Hey, Zach, Jesus is coming. Hey, Cliff, Jesus is coming. Hey, Mom, Jesus is coming. Hey, brother-in-law, Jesus is coming. Amen. Hey, Sister Church, Jesus is coming. Hey, KC, Jesus is coming. Brian and Alex Stivers, Jesus is coming. Shauna, Jesus is coming. Brother Mike, Jesus. Oh, y'all are getting this. I want you to feel it like I'm feeling it. I know you've heard it all your life. I know that's what your great-grandmother said, and I know what your grandmother said, and Papa said, oh, but let me say it, Jesus is coming. After a sharp rebuke of the scribes and Pharisees in the 23rd chapter of Matthew, Jesus departs from the temple and walks over and sits down on the Mount of Olives. There's a beautiful view from the Mount of Olives across the Kidron Valley to the Temple Mount just outside of Jerusalem. If you ever see folks that have been to Israel, to the Holy Land, and they've taken a picture in front of that, the Dome of the Rock, you know, that big golden dome, in all likelihood, if that golden dome is in the background, that picture was taken from the Mount of Olives. There's a beautiful view of the temple from the Mount of Olives. And Jesus is sitting there with the twelve on the Mount of Olives. And he's looking across that Kidron Valley. Man, I feel the Lord. Amen. And he's looking at what was still standing at that time, the temple. And he says these words to his disciples as that temple. It's not there now. It's just a big empty olive grove. But at that time, the, that beautiful, glorious temple was still there on the temple mount. And Jesus sitting on the Mount of Olives, looking over at that temple mount, at that beautiful temple. And he says these words to his disciples. He said, there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And upon these words of the Lord, his disciples asked him, What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And then Jesus begins to tell them, and I'm going to share a few with you now. He said, There will be false Christ at that time, there will be wars. And rumors of wars. Nation shall rise against nation. I found something very interesting as I begin to look a little further into these verses. That word nation there. Nation shall rise against nation. 
In the original Greek, the word nation there is the Greek word ethnos. And here's what it means. We think of it as this country against that country. But in reality, what that, that word nation means is a multitude associated or living together. A company, a troop, or a swarm. A multitude of individuals of the same nature and who have the same ideas. Oh, y'all listening to me? It doesn't necessarily mean that Italy will rise up against Spain or China against Korea. But that verse literally can mean America against America. Y'all listening? Ethnos. The Greek word ethnos. It could mean the north against the south. Democrats against Republicans. One ideology will rise up against another ideology. Atheist against Christians. It's a company. It's a troop, a swarm. A multitude associated with one another rising against another multitude that's associated. Y'all ain't going to help me preach today. That's associated with one another. He said kingdom shall rise against kingdom. And, and it literally says, when you go to look up the, the meaning of that Greek word, it actually says not a literal kingdom, but a power against another power. For example, one person in the White House against another person in the White House. One governor against another governor. A former president against a sitting president. These are the signs. They wanted to know what are the signs of thy coming. Y'all ain't gonna help me today. He's, hey, if we have ever been close to the coming of the Lord, would you just open your eyes and see what's going on in our world today? And he said, famines, pestilences, plagues, earthquakes in diverse places and false prophets deceiving many. Have we seen any pestilences? Hey, brother-in-law. Y'all look at my brother-in-law back there. He's wearing a mask. You know why he's wearing a mask? Pestilences. Diseases, sicknesses, nations shall rise against nation. This group against that group. Conservatives against liberals. Ethnicity against ethnicity. Gender against gender. Kingdom against kingdom. Elected officials against elected officials. Jesus said every kingdom divided against itself will be brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. We are destroying ourselves from within. I don't, I don't, don't get political from the pulpit. But who needs China or Russia or the Middle East to come against us? 
Right? We have major cities in America that look like a scene from Saving Private Ryan. They look like a scene from the movie Platoon. And there's not been one foreign bullet, one foreign bomb, one foreign grenade, not one foreign missile sent to any of those cities. Jesus said that a city that's divided against itself, that a kingdom divided against it, we're destroying ourselves. can't help but read verse 10 listen to this see if this sounds familiar and then shall many be offended I'm offended I'm offended many shall be offended and they shall betray one another and they'll hate one another does that sound like 2020 Actually, that sounds like since about 2015 to 2020. I'm offended. I'm offended. I'm offended. Because of the offenses, people will betray one another and hate one another. They're hating each other because people are offended at one another. These are the beginning of sorrows. Beginning of sorrows. Paul admonishes the ministry there in 2 Corinthians that they should approve themselves as the ministers of God. I'm about a third of the way done. Somebody ought to say, praise the Lord. I don't got to be long-winded today for you to get what I'm preaching to you. I actually could have just said, Jesus is coming and had an altar call. Amen. Jesus is coming. Amen. And the apostle Paul admonishes the ministry to approve themselves, to show or prove or establish, exhibit yourselves, prove yourselves as the ministry. And here's how he said you'll do that. In stripes, imprisonments, labors, watching and fasting. By the word of truth, pureness, kindness, love, and in knowledge of good report and bad report. If somebody's talking good about you, or if somebody's talking bad about you, just continue to be a man of honor. Amen. Then in verse 10, he says, as sorrowful, yet rejoicing. These are the beginning of sorrows. And Paul said, sorrowful. If you're going to prove yourself, as a minister, if you're going to prove yourself as a child of God, if you want to put yourself on display as one of His, being sorrowful, yet rejoicing. From social media to watching the evening news, there is more than enough going on in this world to make you sorrowful. Some people just quit watching it. I know people that just got off of Facebook. They don't watch the news. Because of the sorrow and the anxiety and the depression that all of that's causing. Amen. You want to ruin a good day, just get on Facebook. You want to ruin a good day, just go watch the news. See what's going on in this world. 
There's plenty going on in the world today to make us sorrowful. Then add everyday issues that just come with simply living life. And it can put you in a position where you feel like I can't take anymore. Amen. There's just things that come with life. Sickness, financial difficulty, the sickness of loved ones and the passing of loved ones and and, and just everyday marital issues and so on that that can really weigh on you. You add all this other stuff, the social unrest and and cities being burnt down and and COVID-19. I'm making some of y'all anxious just talking about it in here today. Add all the craziness. Oh, it's cashless society. We're running out of dimes and nickels. Uh, My wife went to Walmart. uh, Was it today? She went to Walmart today and there's only two lanes that would accept cash. You think about all that's going on in the world today and and just add everyday living and life to that. Some folks just can't take it. Emotional distresses, anxiety, fear and depression are all at unprecedented levels. Please don't, 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 don't lose me now. Anxiety and fear and depression are right now at all-time unprecedented levels. Listen to this. Suicide rates among preteens. Suicide among preteens and teenagers, young adult, middle-aged, and seniors are at all-time highs. Sorrowful. People are sorrowful. We want to talk about sorrowful. We are in sorrowful times. We are in difficult times. We are in challenging times. Sorrowful. Nation rising against nation. People hating our president. Again, I'm no politician, but I've never seen a president in my 50 years of being on this planet that's been hated like our president. Police officers hated. People that are willing to lay their life on the line to protect and help, to serve and to protect. I've never seen the hate like we see for people that poor, like him or not, I feel bad for poor old Donald Trump. Can you imagine that dude's got the weight of the world on him? Amen. Peacekeepers, police officers being hated. People calling evil good. And people calling good evil. That's where we're living right now. Look at your neighbor and say, that's where we're at right now. Come on now. That's where we're at. That's where we're living. We're living in that right now. Yes, we are. Pestilences, plagues, and diseases. Sorrowful? Yeah. We're living in sorrowful times. But how, preacher, can I rejoice? 
with all that's going on in this world. Man, you're preaching right to me, preacher. I'm right with you on all that. Yeah, you're hitting the nail on that. You must, be, you must have read my mail. I read my own mail. I didn't have to read yours. I'm reading my own. Amen. You're, you're hitting the nail on the head today. You're preaching right at me. But how am I supposed to rejoice in all that? I want to tell you how you can rejoice in all that. You just got to remember one thing. This world is not our home. In the midst of all that's going on and all the difficulty you're going through, just keep reminding yourself, I'm not staying here. This world is not my home. Come on, somebody. Come on, help me preach and tell your neighbor, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Come on, encourage somebody today. We're not going to be here much longer. There's going to be no more crying. There's going to be no more dying. There's going to be no more heartache. No more COVID-19. No more crooked politicians. We're going somewhere beyond the blue. Sorrowful, yet rejoicing. Come on, somebody rejoice right now. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. The Bible says he's coming for those that love his appearing every day. I love it a little more. I'm a news report from loving it a little more every day. Paul admits sorrow. That's what I like about Paul. He just lets everybody know that he's human. He admits sorrow. Amen. He admits sorrow. You can't help but be affected. Amen. Everybody wants to be this spiritual superman, superwoman. You know, pastors and and, and piano players ain't supposed to get affected by stuff. You know, we're, we're, we're supernatural, superhuman. Hey, you can't help but be affected by what's going on in this world. Amen. You can't help but feel some sorrow. But Paul, in his words of encouragement in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, he said, sorrow not as others which have no hope. Oh, you, you, you didn't get that. Paul said it's all right to have sorrow, but don't sorrow like those that don't have any hope. He said if in this life only you have hope in Christ, you've all been most miserable. 
Some people's hope is in this world. But my hope, some rich. Listen, listen, while we're here on earth, we're trusting God. We have hope in God. Amen. Sonia, three weeks ago, we start praying. Lord, heal Sam. I had hope in him in this life. She, she sent me a text and she said, I need you. It don't look good. They're not giving dad much hope. And I said, I'm going to believe till I got no reason to believe. She called me a little while later and said, he's gone. He's gone. In this life, right now, in this world, I had hope in Jesus to heal her dad. But he didn't heal him. But if in this life only, we have hope in Christ. But my hope didn't end when the doctor said he's gone. But I got hope beyond this world, beyond the doctor, beyond the hospital, and beyond the grave. Sorrow not, even as others which had no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus, will God be with him? Amen. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another. Sorrowful, yet rejoicing. In the face of all of this terror, in the face of all this sickness, corruption, death, and sorrow, we have hope. We have hope. We have this hope that one glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air coming after you and me. Joy is ours to share. You didn't know I had that in here, did you? Joy is ours to share. You remember when the next line? What rejoicing? What rejoicing? What rejoicing? There will be when the saints arise. Headed for that jubilee. Yonder in the skies. <laughs> That's the hope we have. Oh, what singing. Oh, what shouting. On that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory. Hallelujah. When we meet our blessed Savior. Sorrowful. Yet. Rejoicing. One glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air. Coming after you and me. There's hope. Tell you something. Cashless 
societies is not bad news for the church. Went to the bank the other day and there's no dimes or nickels. That's good news. I went to Walmart. They only had two lines taking cash. That's good news. See, I, I, I tell I, I, I'm feeling some sorrowful in here right now. People getting chips in their hand. That's good news. Now I'm really feeling the spirit of sorrowful. That's good news for the church. One world government shouldn't make you afraid. Rebuilding the temple on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem should not make you scared. Oh, they got a red heifer over there. Ooh, what are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're getting ready to load up and get out of here. I wish I had a good Oh, what a day that will be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is coming. Give me a few more minutes. I'm going to look you in the eye right now. It's not time to get in the church. It's not time to repent. It's not time to get baptized. It's not time to be filled with the Spirit of God. It's past time. You should have already made yourself ready. But if you haven't, your calling and election sure well I got saved in Bible school when I was seven years old and I drink cuss and smoke and honky tonk and sleep around do this and that and the other let me tell you something I'm going to be a little old fashioned right here you better get right or get left if you got saved in Bible school you're seven years old and you're still honky-tonking, drinking, sleeping, smoking around, and this and that and the other. Get right. Find you an old-fashioned altar of repentance. While there's still time. There's a spirit of deception in the world today. It's not in my notes, but I feel the Holy Ghost telling me to tell somebody this right now. There's a spirit of deception in the world today that says you can live any way you want to and do anything you want to, have any lifestyle you want to, and still be all right with God. That is a lie straight from the pits of hell.
I don't have time to be politically correct with you. I'm not a politician. I'm a man of God. And Paul said in Romans 6 and 9, be not deceived. Oh, I got, a, got about a half house here now. Be not deceived. For the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I want you to get ready to sing, Benny. Brother Ben. Be not deceived. Can you pull up Romans 6 and 9, somebody doing the media? Be not deceived. For the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. This is a New Testament preacher. Oh, that's Old Testament stuff. No, no, no. This is a New Testament man of God. Can we find it? I can turn to it that quick. Nine and six, my fault. Let me read it to you. Let me quote it to you. Liars. Thieves, adulterers, covetous, heady, high-minded, truce breakers, fornicators. If I hit yours yet, effeminate. I might get arrested if I told you what effeminate meant. Just go look it up for yourself. Shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It's time. It's past time to be ready to meet the Lord. I want you to listen to me and listen to me good. The king is coming. The king is coming. Oh, you old-fashioned preacher. Hell, fire, and brimstone, old-fashioned preacher. Oh, I didn't get to preach about hell today. It's still real. Well, there's not a literal hell. We're in hell here on earth. No, there is a place of fire and brimstone with a bottomless pit you're just going to be forever falling and you're going to burn. Oh, I know this is not popular. I'm not in a popularity contest. And the Bible talks about you're going to be in such torment that there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> to burn up and die what a terrible way to die burn up and die but you're not going to burn up and die 
you're going to burn and burn and burn and burn forever. Can you get you, can you wrap your finite mind around that infinite truth that you're just going to burn and burn forever and forever and forever and forever and forever. No hope. No escape. No way out. Jesus is coming. I'm trying my best to look you all in the eye today. Jesus is coming. And all the sorrow going on in this world today, you can't help but be affected by it. But in the middle of sorrow, we have something to rejoice about. The king is coming. <laughs> and he's coming to get us. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you who should be worried about cashless societies. Let me tell you who should be worried about one world governments. Let me tell you who should be worried about people getting chips in their hands. It's people that are riding the fence. People that are, you know, I want to serve God, but I, I'm just having so much fun over here in the world. I want to serve God, but I want to be in the in crowd. I, I, I want to serve God, but I sure still enjoy what the alcohol does for me. I want to serve God, but I sure enjoy. Here's what Jesus said about those folks. He said, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. Those of you that are half in and half out. He called it being lukewarm. Go to church on Sunday. Go to church on Wednesday. Live like a hellion the rest of the week. Would you close your eyes with me this afternoon? Sing it, Luke. Come on, let's meditate on the Lord the right King here. King is coming. The King is coming. Thank you for joining our podcast. We want to invite you to our church Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. Sunday afternoons at 345. We want to say thank you for joining us and also tune in next time for our podcast, Messages from the Promise.